You're listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 137. Mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with Quinton Spears, former NFL player, where he shares how his growth mindset allowed him to learn through adversity and be coachable at the professional level. Quinton gives us a front row seat on how he taught himself to adapt, control the controllables, and develop a healthier relationship with pressure so he could compete at a high level. With his fascination of the mental game, this former NFL player is pursuing a career in mental performance coaching to impact athletes' lives on and off the field. What would more wins, higher productivity, or quicker recovery mean for you? NeuroPeak Pro optimizes human performance by working to promote balance within the autonomic nervous system. Used by the world's elite athletes, this training program is now available to you at home. Cutting-edge neuroscience and technology allows you to strengthen your brain remotely, anytime, anywhere. Schedule your evaluation and get started with your brain training today. Visit NeuroPeak Pro and receive a 10% discount by using the promo code GRANTPAR. interested in a full body resistance training system to achieve your athletic and fitness goals, the Mass Suit from Juke Performance is your answer. The Mass Suit is a full body resistance training suit that you wear during your exercising or sports specific training to enhance your speed, strength, power, agility, and endurance. You are fully mobile and it's great for plyometric and high intensity training. It engages all muscle groups simultaneously and increases to a 50% caloric burn. Check out the mass suit at jukeperformance.com and other fitness-related products, and make sure to use the promo code GRANTPAR, one word, G-R-A-N-T-P-A-R-R, for your 10% discount. Hey, Quentin, how are you? I'm doing good. Hey, Grant. Thanks for having me on the show. You bet, man. Well, I'm I'm real excited. I'm always excited to have uh, football players on my show and, and elite uh, former professional players as well, like yourself. And not only to, to have you on my show to talk about your mindset as an athlete, but just to understand a little bit more about your journey as an athlete, all the things that you had to deal with, all the things that you had to um, adopt different roles from year to year, you know, as you were progressing as an athlete. Then also talk about your transition out of the game, which I think is really important these days because, you know, every athlete has to transition out of their sport. And I would love to learn a little bit more about your story, about your transition. So I'm really excited to have you on my show, man. Most definitely. I'm super excited too, Chief. All right, man. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the uh, my favorite topic, mental toughness. And I can only imagine, man, knowing your story a little bit, like how many things that you had to go through to be mentally tough. So... When you think about mental toughness, what does that mean to you? So when I think about mental toughness overall, um, I think it really means being able to make choices and decisions that align with your best self. Um, so when I think about mental toughness, you can say, uh, you can just throw out a category food. Um, mental toughness would be making a choice to put things in your body that are beneficial to you and not harmful or, you know, work. Um, you know, doing what you need to do right now and not procrastinating or just fitness. Um, you know, if you talk about athletics, uh, are you skipping a rep or are you doing an a extra rep intentionally? 
so it's just making those choices, decisions that align with your best self. That's what I uh, consider uh, mental toughness. Man, and I've said this, my listeners have heard me say this for the last three and a half years. When you think about the word mental toughness, we all know what it means, but we all have a different meaning to it. Uh, we have a different internal representation. And your answer, I've never heard of that, and it totally makes sense because mental toughness doesn't have to be about being a in a in a super high pressure situation. More often than not, it, you know, we tap into our mental toughness when we're in those situations. But when you're talking about putting the right food, right, being disciplined in the moment, man, and, and aligning your like with your values of what you want, um, man, that's I never heard of that, and that's super cool. Now, yeah. <laughs> l- let me shift into. To a little bit of your career with mental toughness. So when you reflect okay. on your your whole career, high school, collegiate, and also professional career, can you share a specific time where you had to be mentally tough? Yes. Uh, there's actually two that I can really say are defining, but I'll share the first one. Uh, it was my senior year in high school. Um, senior season, of course, you expect me, if you're an athlete, you know, this is the, this is the time to shine right now. And uh, my season was ended after the first scrimmage. Now, I mean, this is not a regular game. You know, this is the scrimmage against another team. And, uh, you know, like mentally I had planned, of course, to have an amazing season, playing tight end and cornerback. Um, but it was over. You know, I didn't have any letters, didn't have any scholarships, you know, no visits. So if you've ever been injured, and, of course, you, you can relate, uh, you know, it can take you to a dark, you know, a dark place. You can feel alone. You can be depressed and uh, it can really create a slippery slope for you uh, mentally. So um, from that point, I knew I wasn't going to play anymore uh, my senior year. And I had to make a choice and decision. Do I still want to continue my career? Do I still want to play? Um, and this is from a guy who has, you know, no scholarships, no offers. And uh, just making up my mind that, okay, I'm going to walk onto a program, a college program, and I'm going to play football uh, because I'm not done yet. Uh, that was a mental tough moment, a uh, mentally tough moment for me, uh, my journey and my career, which, of course, led me to uh, walking on to Prairie View um, as a wide receiver, then switching positions, uh, playing de- defensive end. Uh, but the journey... Of course, it 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 starts much more, um, a little bit before that. But I started coming in on passing downs, became a full time starter, and um, you know then I started to receive accolades, um, All American, Top 100 list, and we won the championship. Now this all comes from me making a decision to um, to not quit, to not give up. So even though you know nobody's recruiting you. Uh, to just know that, okay, you feel inside that you're not done and that you still have something to tank and to continue to try uh, to pursue that dream and that goal. So that was uh, one mental tough moment for me uh, my senior year in high school. Now you talked about the transition, which this is perfect timing for my next question. Now, as a football player, a lot of a lot of us, we, we have our role. Like me, I was a quarterback my whole life. I was like, I'm, I'm a quarterback. If anybody ever wanted me to play tight end, wide receiver, free safety, no, man, I'm a quarterback. If I played today, I'd probably have a different perspective now um, because I'm, I'm more of a football player versus just a quarterback. 
Um, mm-hmm. But with you, you you went on a journey of starting out as a wide receiver, and then you went to college, and then they made you a tight end, and they made you a defense, and then it moved you to defensive line, and then and, and you had an incredible year or years in college, and then you get undrafted to go to to the NFL, and they make you a linebacker. So when you've right. gone through all those changes, right, you've had to be so adaptable. How did that prepare you for life? Um, it, it prepared me for life in ways that I, I couldn't imagine. Because, um, of course, once you realize um, what life is, life has just changed. And once you are able to adapt um, to change, you're able to thrive and you're able to be successful. And it's when you uh, resist change, that's when you have, um, that, that's when you can, you know, go uh, into rock bottom or, or go down per se. Um, so just always adapting, always changing positions. It left me uh, to being very coachable for one. So I'm always open to learning information, always learning, always willing to try something else. Uh, and if I would have stuck to a position like you were speaking about earlier, I said, no, receiver is my position. Uh, when coach asked me, do I want to play defensive end or defense? I would have missed my opportunity and my life would have turned out, of course, completely different. And I know so many athletes out there that are like that. They're like, you know, this is my position. This is what I played my whole life or this is what I know. But on the other side, you may really hit the hit jackpot with the new position that you try. Right. It really might be the one for you. Um, so, I, I, and I'm saying that because I want you know, the listeners, if they're an athletes or parents of athletes, uh, to, to keep them open to trying new things. Don't just pigeonhole them into, okay, you're a quarterback, you can only play quarterback. You know, if the coach asks, you know, let them be uh, adaptable and let them, you know, learn this lesson early so they can learn it, you know, before life actually teaches them the other way. Absolutely. Yeah, and when you think about all the things that you've had to go through, all the transitions, and how that affected your mindset. If you were to share like one word that would describe your mindset as an athlete, what would that word be? If I would have to describe one word, it would be uh, growth. Cool. Growth mindset. That's 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 one of the things that uh, once I started to look into mindsets and, and understand kind of how the brain works, uh, of course you know this, there's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And um, just me reflecting back on my time, you know, in high school, uh, I I realized I had a fixed mindset. And uh, as I grew and I developed uh, later, you know, in my college career, I realized my mindset actually shifted to a growth uh, mindset and how I looked at things and how I looked at problems and how I looked at work and how I looked at practice, you know, and how I looked at getting better. It wasn't punishment. It was this is what I need to do to excel. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, everybody else is chilling, this, you know, this is what I need to do. So I figured, uh, I figured out that basically you have to have a growth mindset to be, uh, accomplish what you want to accomplish and achieve what you want to achieve and to have true success. So if I had to say, uh, you know, one thing that my mind or a, a word that describes it, it would be growth. Which I, I, dude, it's that's a, it's like perfect because there's no way 
that you probably could have gotten to the NFL if you didn't have that growth mindset. And it's when you really truly look at your journey and of all the different changes and, and what you had to be open to, like if you're fixed, man, you, you, you're not open. Like you're, you're closed right. down, you're narrow thinking. So um, it's a, it's a beautiful word and, and a beautiful way to describe it because it's, it's perfect um, when you reflect on your career. Now let's, let's go, let's go back to that very first game, right? Okay. So you've, you've gone through all these different changes you got signed as a, as an unsigned uh, free agent, and you're putting on the pads. You're going through that tunnel, that very very first game, regardless if you're going to play or not. But you're playing your first professional game. Like, what was that like for you? Oh man, that was that was an amazing feeling. Uh, I was in Miami. I was playing with the Dolphins. That was uh, the team I signed with uh, right out right out of college. Uh, so I was in I'm in Miami with the Dolphins. I, I'm in the locker room with Jason Taylor, Cam Wake, you know, these guys, Reggie Bush. Like, <laughs> these are guys that I've seen, you know, growing up. So I'm, you know, geek. Of course, they're the starters. They're on first string, so they got their plays. You know, we got our, our uh, you know, time to play. But that experience, uh, you know, just walking, just being in the locker room, you know, just experiencing um, – you know, just the game flow, seeing the itinerary, how, how you wake up, how you, you know, just prepare for the day. And then when you actually hit the tunnel, uh, it, 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 it's just one of those experiences that uh, you can't really explain or, or put into words really well. It's just one of those that you just experience. Um, and then, of course, you got to focus. You got to dial in into what you have to do uh, to perform because you know that your job um, – is dependent on your performance. So, uh, you know, you kind of focus in really, re really quickly and, uh, you know, to get the job done. But that initial feeling is, uh, it's just one of those for the books that, that, that just, just get your energy going and get you, it gets you maybe a little butterflies. This is one of those experiences that is, is just, uh, priceless. Absolutely. I can, I can only imagine, man, like, just uh that it's just that dream right i can only imagine it's mm -hmm. it was a dream of yours and then living it right. is is awesome now now you you said you said something about going through that whole experience and then then getting prepared and getting locked in because as an undrafted free agent for the most part it's a general statement you're you're mm -hmm. day to day man like you're on, you're on the hot seat on everything that you do right right so with that being said how did you deal with mistakes or failures or maybe a poor practice, you know, being a, uh, an unsigned free agent? Well, I, I always had a, a even kill type of mentality. And I think it's somewhat to a fault uh, now, even today, uh, just because I never got, you know, too excited. If I, you know, made a big play or if I did terrible, I never got too low. Like, oh, man, I'm going to get kicked off the team today. You know, so I kind of kept this even kill, but I just learned mostly just controllables versus uncontrollables uh, to control what I can control. And if I'm not prepared for practice, if uh, I mess up a play or if I have a poor performance, that's on me. So it, it's just learning to control what you can control. So I'm going to study the playbook. I'm going to make sure I know what I'm supposed to do, make sure I'm hydrated, conditioned well so I can perform. And this, those little things, uh, you know, getting a, getting in the cold tub or whatever it may be to make sure that you perform well. Uh, so 
it is a lot of pressure because you know if you get injured, you can get sent home or whatever the case may be. But worrying about it doesn't change anything. So, uh, you know, you just learn to just put that in in, in the back of the brain and, and just go and just go for it. Absolutely. I mean, you just got to trust yourself, right? It's all about trusting right. all your hard work. Right, because you see, I mean, I, I, I've seen it, and y'all see, of course, you see it on TVs about trades or people cutting and release. But when you're in the locker room and you see it, you know, a guy there in the morning and then that afternoon, you know, he's he's gone and another guy in his locker, you kind of realize the stakes <laughs> at hand and that it's really a business. Uh, so, you know, you become a little bit more focused and not really playing too many games with your uh, career if you wanted to, uh, if you want to have longevity. Absolutely. Now, when you think about, uh, again, reflecting on your career, what was your biggest mental win? Meaning you're in a game or you're in a practice and your mental game allowed you to stay focused or allowed you to refocus. So what was that what was that biggest mental win and then what was your big biggest mental fail? And actually this is a true story. So uh my biggest mental win, um, I would say during my career, well it actually happened when I was a rookie, uh in the in the league. So um when you're a free agent, of course, you're in competition with another free agent and also maybe a draft pick. Well, this year uh, that I came on, I happened to be in competition um, with a guy that knew a coach on the – basically was coached by a coach that was on the roster or on the team. And so, um, you know, special teams is the only way that I can make the roster as a free agent. You just ball out on special teams. You can ball out in the game, and that's what I did. Uh, but special teams is pretty much where you make your mark. So – I wasn't getting any special teams reps. And I went to the coach and I asked him, um, you know, I, I, I need some reps, coach. I, there's no way I can make this team without, you know, getting special team reps. And he said, you know, I, I hear you. Uh, you know, I'll get you some. And I found out that basically he coached the guy that I was in competition with. And when looking back, you know, if, if I coach you, you know, I'm going to look out for my guys. So I understand the situation. So I didn't get many special team reps. But that mental, um, me looking at that and not um, just going into a negative place, saying that, okay, everything's against me. Everybody's trying to, you know, short, give me the short end of the stick. And I really just took that as fuel. And those plays that I did get in, I, <laughs> I balled out. So, <laughs> so it, it, it evened up because it's very easy to – to, um, you know, get into a negative space uh, when you think something's unfair or if you know that somebody may uh, have favoritism and, or whatever the case may be. Um, so I, I definitely, that mental point right there, because I could have I very well folded. I was upset, uh, but I had to check that. And me checking that right there gave me the clarity to be able to still focus and to still go out there. And the plays I did get on, I maximized he actually ended up giving me a a, a huge shout out on a hard knock, hard knock. So it was like he he saw me, but then you know the year after he's like, oh, do you know who this is? This is Quentin Spears. And he you know he he gave the whole spill, and I'm like, bro, you tried to give me the short end of the stick. But but that was that was a mental you know one of those mental points where I could have easily, of course, you know, 
just kind of just packed up, packed up my bags, knowing that, uh, you know, I was, I was getting the best of, and, um, you know, it ended my career shortly, but, uh, I think just recognizing that moment and the opportunity and still remaining focused, uh, was a big thing. And of course there's other, there, there's many moments in the athlete's journey, uh, where he has mental, you know, moments of, of clarity and, and spark. Um, but that was one that I guess I just may have felt like sharing <laughs> today. Um, but, but it was, it, it was real and it's authentic to me, uh, because I know a lot of people who said, Oh, this coach doesn't like me or this coach likes that guy or, you know, and, and then they told their attitude totally switches and their, their energy goes down. And now, you know, you basically played into the hands of whoever doesn't want to see you be productive. Uh, so, you know, just keeping that mindset and keeping that, your, uh, you know, your, your, your energy right uh, to take advantage of those opportunities when they, are, when they come to you, no matter what the situation may be. You know what I love about it, though, is, you know, you know we talked about this earlier in the show about controlling the controllables. And, and as much as, you know, at the end of the day, you can't control a coach, you can't control uh, referees, there's things that you just, they're out of your control. But. They always say you have a hundred percent of a hundred percent of control of you, but you don't have any control outside of you, which I understand that. But for you, you're like, man, I'm I'm here. I want to ball out. What you can control is actually your energy and your effort and your attitude by going mm-hmm. up to the coach and telling them what you want. And it's no different. And I talk about this with athletes, young athletes. If you want something, then you got to go and get it. And you're gonna, and if you can do that at a young age, when you get into professional life or work life or workplace life, if you want to actually get a promotion, I don't care how awesome you are and the things you do. If you're not telling your manager or people around you where you want to go or you want a promotion, you're just gonna keep on doing great stuff. But if you tell people I want to get promoted and what are the things I need to do to get promoted, that's that's where you go places. And if you don't take that initiative. Right, and that's a huge mental win. What you did, you could have just sat there and like got a couple of reps, you know, or but you did an, you did the vulnerable thing and you did the uncomfortable thing. So that was awesome, man. And then so when you think about mental fail, right? We we all have them, you know, that moment where you know you didn't have the mental game. And I, I mean, there's been so many things in my career where I just rose above the occasion because I had the mental game and there's just moments where I just crashed and burned because I wasn't present in the moment. Was there a moment at all throughout your career where you had that mental fail and how did you overcome it? Um, There was a moment that I had a mental fail and I would say um, it didn't come in, in the form of a a play, but it it came in the form of me um, pretty much starting to, look at things negatively um as my career progressed you know i went to i got traded went to a different team um and then i actually played a position that i've never played before but this time it was a little bit different than the other times in my life um as far as me and my mental um attitude towards change (laughs) so I, i played stack linebacker and um this is the position i've never played before uh, in a three-four defense or four-three defense, excuse me. Um, so these basically, you have to read the line really fast. Come off, boom, 
you're, you're right there on the line. You know, I'm used to defensive end, outside linebacker. So I didn't mentally um, check myself. I didn't have that same attitude that I had when the coach in college asked me, uh, do I want to play defense? Or I didn't have that same uh, attitude, you know, when they said, okay, you're going to be a three, four outside linebacker. I started to um, get in a, in a fixed mindset about what I wanted to do and, and, and started to resist change. And that of course led me to not perform as well as I uh, possibly could have, of course, because if you're not, if you don't have that same energy and passion about what you're doing, uh, it's going to show in your results. Uh, so I started to look at things a little bit negatively and I didn't have someone there to, to check me. I didn't have anybody uh, like a mentor or, um, you know, just like a, a uncle or, or somebody I considered uh, to be able to talk to and then, you know, get some real feedback. So once I started going out, going down that path, uh, it just kind of led to a slippery slope. And then, I, you know, injuries after injuries after injuries. Um, but that was the time in my career where uh, I can look back and say, during this change, when I, when I, when I was asked to do this, this change, my mindset wasn't open like it was before. Mm. You know, and it's, it's perfect because, you know, my next question is based off some of the, some of the dialogue that we've had before the show, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, if we would have had a mental performance coach or sports psychologist, you know, earlier in our careers, like how different we would have played and, and how different we would have made different decisions on the field. So if, if you had a chance especially during that time, but just say throughout any part of your career, if you had a chance to work with a mental performance coach, what do you think you would, would address or work on that would, that would have made you a better athlete? Um, I definitely would have worked on uh, the mental aspect of uh, understanding uh, that your intentional effort directly correlates with your results. I know when I was younger, I didn't understand this. And like now we can say, you know, duh, what, you know, your energy, your effort that you put in, that's what you're going to get out. Uh, but at that time, I just was wishing. I was wishing to become this athlete, wishing to get, uh, you know, a D1 scholarship, wishing to, you know, have my name called, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the screen or, you know, Friday nights on the game. Uh, but I wasn't doing the work necessary to make that happen. So if I would have had a better understanding, (laughs) and it sounds so simple now, uh, but I started to understand that in college. And that's why I really excelled uh, because I understood that it takes work and I started doing the extra work that was needed to excel. Um, But in high school, I was, you know, I I didn't have that same mindset and mentality. So I think if I would have learned that part of the game earlier, um, of course, I would have I would have excelled. Uh, I feel like I probably would have excelled even more, um, just knowing that little bit of information and really understanding it, and somebody being able to tell or feed it to me in bite sized um, bits that I could really um, correlate with or understand. Yeah, and you know, it's it's one of those things. Like the the more reps, the more. Hard work. I, I say doing all the hard work in the dark when no one's looking. The more you're doing that, mm-hmm. you you know, not N-O, but K-N-O-W, you know your work. And when you know your work, you know your, your worth, you know how hard you put in, 
it's it's more you don't get into like I wish or I hope. Like those words right. don't come up because you just know. Like you know your work. Mm-hmm. You you know your confidence. You know your mindset. I know my ability because you put put in all that hard work in the dark. Yes. And that's so true. And that's you know, and then that's one thing that I try to pass on to the younger generation to let them know that hey, it's not it's not gonna be, you know, people cheering you on every time you do a rep or do a sprint. There's going to be some days where you, you, a lot of days where you're out there on your own, you know, you're the only one out there running, uh, you know, conditioning, doing whatever you need to do to get better. And it's not a group thing. It's a, it's a you versus yourself, you know, type of deal. Yeah. Big time, man. You know, let's talk about transition because, you know, as we've talked about, you know, every, at any level, if you're moving on from, from a sport, there is going to be a transition, and some of them can be positive, some can be hard, uh, difficult, or they can be prolonged for a long time, depending on the situation. Now, with your transition, you're, you've recently, for the most part, transitioned out of football. I know the doors open a little bit, but what does what does life look like right now, like life after football? Uh, life after football is definitely um, has been one of – uh, inward journey. And when I say that, uh, I'll just be really brief about it. Um, it's, it's basically finding and getting in tune with what you believe your purpose is, which, why you believe your place on this planet. And um, I believe my purpose is to, of course, help and be a servant unto others. Uh, so my journey after football has led me to uh, mentoring, um, education, teaching, uh, it has led me to um, also being involved with uh, seven-on-seven um, groups and and mentorships with those with those uh, elite athletes that are on there, and just really just finding purpose in things that I'm doing. Um, so it it it's not um, you know the shine and the and everything from I guess you know football, but it's more fulfilling uh, when you're doing something. Uh, helping people uh, for me in in any case. Yeah, man, just being in service, right? It's um, right. It's, it's one of the best roles in the world just to be in service. Now, you know, what are some of the things, what are some of your aspirations? What are some things that you want to get into moving forward? So uh, an aspiration of mine, uh, and of course we spoke about this previously, is to become a, a mental performance coach. And it's something that I'm very excited about. It's something that I'm very intentional about um, because I understand it and I get it. And I've actually lived the process uh, of the mental change. And I know it from, of course, the athlete's perspective. And uh, so I feel really led to be able to share and to give the game and give the knowledge and information that I've learned over my time and my career to the next wave, to the next generation that, you know, needs that guidance to reach the next level. Well, that, you know, that's, that's music to my ears, man. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And that's, and that's, and, and that's what, you know, and, and that's what you have to find. And I'll be honest, after football was over, you know, it was a time that of limbo that I didn't really know what I wanted to do, that it was hard for me to connect with something else because I played football for my entire life almost. And so, it's kind of like, um, you know, you've been doing something your whole life and then it's taken away from you. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be 
a, a, a loss. It's going to be a little depression. It's going to be, you know, some emotions tied into it. Um, but after, you know, you, you kind of sit in the mirror and, you know, you, you, you dig deep and see what you really want to do, um, you know, you come away with, with a different type of energy and a different purpose uh, that may not match football, but it, it's, it's purposeful. You know, you, you're fulfilled from doing it and it makes you happy. Totally. You know, and I will say this, you know, even though that my, you know, my, my situation is completely different from most, um, the way that I transitioned and how long it took me to get over that, that negative, um, you know, experience of my transition. But I, I don't care what the transition is. The coolest thing about when you move on from something and you're creating something else different, it's just that. Like you get to, and that's like you get to, and that's the biggest, those words, you get to recreate who you are and that's not a bad thing man because your whole experience as an athlete that's 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 going to be your foundation but you get to build on that and you get to be something more powerful more creative whatever it is it's like you're, you're working from a blank slate and i know that's scary for for people but if we can get people to understand like you get to and when you get to do anything and you're connected to it you actually you're empowering yourself and to actually redesign yourself the way that you want to Man, that's just man. I it took me twenty years to do that, but man, the last six years have just been it's been the most incredible ride. Just because I've allowed myself to redesign a new grant, and and I know that you're doing that right now, and I know there's a lot of athletes out there that are doing it or thinking about it. So the more that we can get people to to get in that mindset of getting to and redesigning themselves. No, most definitely. And I just gave a friend uh, recently a tip um, about we were speaking about the same thing, redesigning himself. And I said, you know, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to become? And he basically gave me a list of what he was trying to accomplish. And I was like, who is this person you want to be? Like, what do you want them to call you? And he, he told me the name. He's like, I want them to know me by 10 X. And you know, that's his, that's his character. That's his persona. That's his um, person that's going, that gives him that energy that he feels that, is going to create what he desires, you know, his highest version of himself. So it's like if a kid imagined himself as a professional athlete, all right, now looking at that picture, what would that professional athlete be doing right now? You know, just taking it like that and just recreating yourself from the top. Like if you if you can see, okay, find somebody that's done what you're trying to do and and, and, and model it. And if you do that, it's pretty much a, 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 blue, a blueprint and rubric for, you know, your own success also. 100%. Now, one more question here before we sign off here. And I love this question just because this is just allows us to be, you know, to go inward and to reflect. Um, when you think about your whole career, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? When I think about my whole career... I've learned how much I've changed mm-hmm. and, and, and let me go a little bit further into that. Of course. Um, I realized that I've, I, I've, I've changed as a person. I've grown. I've, I've, ad- I've adapted. Of course I've evolved as a person um, because I can look back on different points in my career and realize, you know, different mindsets and different, uh, patterns I had adopted that may not have been in my best interest or that I just may have not been mindful about. Um, so when I look back 
and, and just think of, think it over, um, I can just say that how much it was needed for me to change and adapt throughout my career and my football journey and how that correlates to real life and to the things that I want to achieve. Um, so just the constant change and uh, myself as a and growing, evolving mindset. Um, I also, of course, uh, have peers that, that are in the same age group as me, but you have to understand that uh, you, you change and you grow. So you shouldn't be doing the same thing that you've done, you know, 10 years ago. You shouldn't still be thinking those same thoughts. You should have grown and, uh, and, and changed in time. Like, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> no, man. Some, you know, not everybody understands, uh, you know, change, and they may still be in certain, um, you know, phases in their life um, that they just don't realize where they are but yeah just just in general the biggest thing i've learned over my career is is, is how much i've changed and grown as a as a person well you know the the thing about life um change is constant like that's the most constant thing is things are changing like right now the world is spinning it's changing now it's either you are changing or there's like what you're saying, like if you're not doing, if you're doing the same stuff 10 years ago, it's like you're not changing. Things are changing around you. So, uh, you know, I, I love I love the fact that when you look back is that I'm changing because we're a work in progress if we want to be. All right. And so and I just, you know, knowing you and speaking with you a few times before the show, I mean, it's it's you've had to go through all these different adversities and changes. And you had to be adaptable and flexible and and sure, you're human. You had to go through some struggles too to to learn yourself and, and to learn your emotions and your thoughts. But you're all about the next journey. And I think when we get into that mindset, like what's next, uh, you know, we come from possibility. And when we have possibility, man, we have more emotional space for things to come in our life. So, with that being said, I'm I'm really excited to see your next phase of your life, to see what you do as a mental performance coach, to see what you do affecting other people's lives and being in service. So I'm really, man, I'm just, um, I'm jazzed, man, and pumped up for you. No, most definitely. I appreciate it. And, and of course, I'm excited about the next, the next part of my journey also because, um, you know, I'm expecting great things. I'm, I'm expecting to do, you know, really good, things in the community and of course to continue to grow and evolve of course when we look back from today if you look back 10 years from now you know you can see how much you've grown and changed so you know 10 years from now when i look back at me sitting here uh you know i want to be able to look back and see a lot of growth and uh, a lot of productivity that has happened along the, along the way beautiful man well beautiful well how can my how can my listeners follow you on social media and just connect with you Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on uh, Instagram at q.spears, that's Q-D-O-T-S-P-E-A-R-S, and the same on YouTube, q.spears. Um, and you can also, when you when you go to the Instagram, you can follow uh, the other links that are there also, as far as LinkedIn or if you want to connect in any uh, different platform. Beautiful. Q man, this was uh, this was really awesome that you came on my show and just shared your your journey and your mindset. Um, man, is it was a treat to have you on the show and and just uh, and just experience your thoughts and energy, man. Really appreciate it. 
Nah, I, I, I appreciate you, and I'm grateful. I'm, I'm humbled, and of course, I, I, I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited about the next chapter. So, you know, next time we tune in, you know, hopefully I can have some big, some big news, uh, you know, coming down the pipe for you. All right, man. 